A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Stop. Kia ora and welcome to Summer Science on Our Changing World. I'm Alison Balance. Tonight's podcast from the Centre of Science Communication at the University of Otago is brought to us by Harriet Ant, and she's investigating hedgehogs. When I first heard this sound, I was terrified. My partner and I had just moved to Dunedin from Sydney and it was our first night in the new house. I think during hour three, we actually thought there were aliens in the backyard. But we convinced ourselves it was the next door neighbour's leaky pipes and didn't think about it until a few days later when we were walking home after a few drinks one evening. The Maleficent sound returned, but this time it was accompanied by a ridiculous-looking creature that tippy-toed across the road and curled up in the grass next to the footpath, its spine-covered fat spilling over its tiny little limbs. I had never seen a hedgehog in the flesh before, but I knew I was looking at one. Maybe it was because I had seen so many cute YouTube videos of pet hedgehogs in the bath, among other places, or the fact that we see hedgehogs appearing everywhere in popular culture. After getting over the excitement of seeing this adorable animal, the ecologist in me started to wonder why they are in New Zealand in the first place and if they are a pest, as they appear to be relatively abundant. My concerns were realised quickly when I began researching, but I had also stumbled across a unique and fascinating occurrence in the realm of conservation culture. New Zealanders seemed polarised in their views of this introduced species. As an Australian, I'm used to a murderous attitude towards invasive species, not including domesticated animals like cats, but that's a different story. Foxes' carcasses are displayed on farmers' fences as a figurative warning to other foxes, and the state of Queensland has an official Toad Day Out, March the 29th, dedicated to capturing and killing as many cane toads as possible. I expected to see the same culture in New Zealand, or perhaps one even more pronounced due to the vulnerability of native Kiwi wildlife. The Kiwi culture towards rats, stoats and possums lived up to my expectations, but in the case of hedgehogs, for some reason, the nation is divided. The first thing that alerted me to this curious phenomenon was my discovery of the organisation Hedgehog Rescue New Zealand. These guys provide 24-hour advice for people who have discovered sick or injured hedgehogs in their backyards and will even foster them if need be. The group seems significantly well-known and highly regarded. This was so bizarre to me that I decided to delve into the history of these adorable spiky fluffballs. 
The year is 1885, and hedgehogs are hereby introduced to Dunedin by the Canterbury Acclimatisation Society for their sentimental value. So, hedgehogs were essentially introduced to New Zealand because Brits missed having them in their backyards. Granted, the introduction was later excused as a method to control native slug and snail populations, which were seen as pests by gardeners. More and more hedgehogs were brought in for the following 30 years or so, and they flourished. Today, hedgehogs are hugely abundant, succeeding in almost every habitat except in high altitudes. This success has been detrimental to native wildlife. I think what we're starting to appreciate is that the impact of hedgehogs may be greater in some areas than we before suspected. This is Phil Seddon from the Department of Zoology at the University of Otago. My research here is around uh, conservation biology, so restoration of threatened species and management of pests. He says that the sheer number of the species in New Zealand is really what makes it so dangerous. We always look at predators such as feral cats or mustelids, particularly stoats in forests. We see that they can have massive impact on native species. And it's put the hedgehog behind the scenes a bit. In some environments, such as the dryland systems in New Zealand, so central Otago and through there, if you put down a trap, you'll probably catch a hedgehog. They are hyperabundant in those environments. So while individuals may have a modest impact, the fact that there are hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of hedgehogs through these environments means that their cumulative impact could be quite great. Scientists have recently started studying the stomach contents of hedgehogs to see how much they eat. The results? They're probably more focused on some of the softer invertebrates rather than on the vertebrates that we tend to care for. But they do predate eggs and nests that they can get at. You could go into areas like the Mackenzie Basin near Auraki Mount Cook and any kind of the ground nesting birds there. So uh, it would be black stilt, uh, black-fronted tern, uh, banded dotterel, uh, any kind of breeding bird in those, those systems would potentially be at risk. But are these species endangered? Absolutely. Things like black stilt uh, are as endangered as kakapo. So there are less than 120 left in the wild in the world. So the world's most rarest wading bird. But one of the problems is that there are actually very few studies on native New Zealand invertebrates. I'm almost certain that the impacts have not been quantified. But in those systems there are endangered invertebrates. We know things such as robust grasshopper, an endemic species just like any other, would potentially be at risk. And there'll be others. So it is impossible at this stage to know exactly what impact hedgehogs are having on native ecology, but Phil suspects it is quite significant. So what about the argument that hedgehogs are good for garden pests? Um, yeah, but I, I don't know what the evidence is for that. I think there's too much emphasis on, on kind of removing everything from gardens. There's a lot of those things that people may perceive as being pests that are actually doing a pretty good service in there in some way or other. So you can't, you can't kind of sterilise your garden, I think, of everything. Nor can you assume that a hedgehog's only going to have positive benefits. You could have skinks in your garden. With a hedgehog, probably not. You're happy to eat skinks. Phil isn't the only South Island resident concerned about hedgehogs and their path of destruction. Both the New Zealand Department of Conservation and the Forest and Bird Protection Society 
each have a whole website dedicated to educating people of all walks of life about ecological dangers of hedgehogs. But the science doesn't seem to be commonly recognised by those outside the conservation world. And many Kiwis are actually advocates for hedgehogs, not only because they believe they are beneficial for the backyard as they eat garden pests, but also, it would seem, for their sentimental value, because they are seriously cute and it is very hard to imagine them doing any harm. As with a whole lot of conservation issues, many believe the media is to blame for this disparity. It was to ecologists' great frustration when in May last year, the primetime current affairs show, Campbell Live, aired a piece about Hedgehog Rescue New Zealand and all the good work they do. It is a nice story, but the piece did not so much as mention the threats that hedgehogs pose on native wildlife. There have also been a few articles in local newspapers, such as the Otago Daily Times, telling heroic stories of locals saving hedgehogs. Sergeant Andrew Ross of the Taranaki Police was celebrated in an article from February last year for pulling a hedgehog free of a plastic smoothie cup on the street at 4am in the morning. Apparently the poor thing was after a snail which had found shelter in the cup. In light of this conflict between media and conservationists, I wanted to get an idea of what some Dunedin residents would do if they saw a hedgehog in the street or in their backyard. And I heard a few interesting stories. We found a sick one in the backyard and we built an enclosure for it um, until it was healthy again and then we released it. And then maybe many years later they came back and started having sex outside my bedroom window. <laughs> what was the sound? Was it really loud? Uh, no, it's kind of subtle. It's like a... Yeah, so I spotted a hedgehog in my backyard about two months ago. The first time I saw it, I was um, alarmed, I guess, because I know that feral species in New Zealand tend to wreak havoc, eating birds and whatnot, but then I wasn't quite sure of whether hedgehogs were such a problem. But the second time I saw it, I figured I had to take action. Uh, the moment was ripe, and so I went and I found a hoe from the tool shed and I struck the hedgehog on the back of the neck and uh, tossed it on the compost heap. No surprises there. Ben is a serious Aussie. When I was a little girl, my sister and I were out playing in the garden and we came across this little spiky ball that was shuffling across the lawn. And we went, ooh, so cute. And we put it in a box that we put lots of grass in and cared for, or at least thought we cared for. Dad told us that it was a wild animal and should be outside, but it was the cutest thing we'd ever seen. After a while it began to smell and I actually don't know what happened to the hedgehog. Dad never told us but it was pretty cute. One morning I got called out because the hedgehog had fallen into the pool and my first instinct would have been because they're pests to have um, drowned it but my seven-year-old was standing with me by the side of the pool and she wanted me to save it obviously so we watched it do a couple of laps and um, I scooped it up and put it on the side of the pool and watched it dry out and then it wandered off into the bush. There are two modes of thought that conflict in cases such as these. We have animal rights and we have conservation. The clash of these two create friction and controversy, a very common occurrence in conservation discourse, and unfortunately there is never a simple solution. 
The other classic New Zealand case of these two sides clashing is 1080 baiting. The conservationists support it for the good of ecology, but those advocating for animal rights argue that it isn't fair for the animals being targeted. Unfortunately, this conflict is more likely to occur when the animal in question is appealing to human sensibilities. In other words, is extremely adorable. As a result, it is usually pests such as stoats, ferrets and possums that get all the negative attention. They're like the bad guys in balaclavas during a bank heist. Meanwhile, hedgehogs are the guys in the background, quietly opening the safe. There is an ancient Greek saying attributed to the poet Archilochus, which states, A fox knows many things, but a hedgehog knows one big thing. That big thing that the hedgehog knows? It is to be inoffensive, non-threatening, and above all, extremely cute. That podcast was produced by University of Otago science communication student Harriet Ampt and featured Phil Seddon from the University of Otago's Wildlife Management Program. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast and you can find more stories on our webpage rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. Ka kite anō.